The text for this Holy Trinity Sunday is taken from our Gospel reading from John chapter 3. I'll read a familiar passage. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. If you would bow your head with me in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for the life and the love that you give us. We praise you for your gifts. The gift of your Son and our Savior who died in our place. And for the gift of the Holy Spirit who calls us to faith and keeps us in that faith all our days. Remind us this day of your great love and your work in our life. And we ask and pray this all in the name of our Savior Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who brings us to faith and keeps us in faith. And all God's people said, Amen. So today is Holy Trinity Sunday and a thought that goes throughout this Sunday and our service is this. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to God because He has shown mercy to us. It's interesting that as we talk about the Holy Trinity, that word Trinity or triune is not used at all in Holy Scripture. And yet the idea of God's Trinity is found throughout. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we look at our readings for today and we see these three persons of the Trinity all throughout our readings for today. In our Old Testament reading, we hear of Isaiah standing before the Ancient of Days, God's almighty throne. We hear the the cherubim chanting, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. In our second reading for today, we find Peter speaking the second half of the Pentecost sermon that sermon that was preached on the day when the Holy Spirit came and filled Jerusalem with His power and presence. So that Peter went out into the streets and he began to preach and teach and people from places all over the world heard him in their own language. And Scripture tells us that more than 3,000 people came to faith on that day. In our Gospel reading for today, we find our Lord Jesus Christ talking with Nicodemus, reminding Nicodemus of God's love, proclaiming that He was God in the flesh and that each and every person needed to be born again by water and the Spirit if they were to have eternal life. Holy Trinity Sunday is a festival day, a a joyful day, a day of celebration as we see God's love proclaimed and acted upon throughout the world. 
not only longing to unite us to himself, but God at work, striving ceaselessly to bring us into his presence, to remind us who we are, so that we live in that presence for eternity. This is the story of God's love. And so the theme of today is the threefold love of our God. The threefold love of our God. This love of God began when? Began before the creation of the world, right? Except we didn't realize it, we didn't recognize it until the world was created and those first days were written in Holy Scripture. We look back to the first passages of Scripture and we see that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We see God the Father at work. The next passage tells us that the Holy Spirit was there. The Spirit was hovering over the waters like a, a, a bird that would hover over its, its children to protect it and to care for them. We hear that God then spoke His Word. Later we recognize that that Word became flesh, but God spoke His Word and He said, let there be light, and there was light. And so even at the beginning of creation, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all at work, demonstrating their love in creating this world and identifying human beings as the prize of their creation. And we ask the question, how did people respond to God's love? What did Adam and Eve do? Even though they were made as the pinnacle of God's creation, they disobeyed God. They rebelled against Him. They walked away from God. They listened to another voice. And in rejecting God, they became citizens of another kingdom and a world that was then destroyed. They became citizens of Satan's kingdom. They walked in the ways of the world instead of the ways of God, and they were driven from that first paradise that God had created. But how did God respond to their disobedience? Again, He came to them in love. As he did, as he always had done, he walked in the garden in the cool of the day. He looked for Adam and Eve, even though they were hiding. And he promised that through the seed of Eve, a Savior would come. Because he desired that all people would be saved. And when God confronted Adam and Eve, and they knew that they had sinned, he pointed out the consequences, but he also pointed out that a Messiah and a Savior would come and would rescue them. And God's love went on. A people were chosen. They again rebelled again and again to God's message of love. God sent his prophets to preach and to speak and to remind them of God's love, to call them back again and again. I'm reminded of the fact that God's very servant would be a suffering servant, as Isaiah said. And yet they turn to their own way time and time again. We also find in the New Testament that Peter talked about those prophets were looking for and searching for this promised Messiah to come and the salvation that he would give. 
In 1 Peter chapter 1, it says this. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, to the people of God, they, the prophets, searched intently with great care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when He predicted the suffering of Christ and the glories that would follow. The people of God, the prophets of God, looked intently time and time again trying to find this promised Messiah, this promised Savior that would come. And yet there, be, there seemed to be a time of silence as they waited and looked for God to act and His Son to be revealed. And then God demonstrated His love once again. And God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. And Jesus was sent into the world. As we confess in the Apostles' Creed, we say that the Holy Spirit, the, He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and the Word became flesh, and He began to live and dwell among us, full of God's grace and truth. And that brings us to our Gospel lesson for today in John's Gospel, chapter 3. It gives us a picture of Jesus Christ acting in this world. And it was there that Jesus came in contact with Nicodemus. And he had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Nicodemus. If you think back through Scripture, how many times does God have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people? Time and time again. God desires these one-on-one -on -one conversations not only with those in Scripture, but also with us today. He invites us to share with Him our questions. He encourages us to talk to Him in prayer. He sometimes even demands us to read His Word and remember who He is and what He's done. Always because He loves us. Always because we are His children. So it was with Nicodemus. Nicodemus, a, a powerful man, an influential man, a, a wealthy man, an important man, a religious man. And like all pious Jews, Nicodemus was looking for, longing for, waiting for the kingdom of God to be revealed. And yet we realize in the scripture passage that there were some things that Nicodemus didn't know. There were some things he didn't understand. And it was for that reason that Nicodemus went to Jesus at night to ask him a question. And what he learned proved to be one of the most important things that Nicodemus or we could ever learn. Jesus told Nicodemus that no one could see the kingdom of God unless they were born again. What does that mean? It means we need to be born of the Spirit. Jesus said to Nicodemus, flesh gives birth to flesh. The Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. And it's only through the Holy Spirit that this can happen. 
and even the Spirit points us to the object of our faith, the person of Jesus Christ, so that we look to Him and hold on to Him. That is the love story of God. God's love story is found not only in the pages of Scripture, but God's love story is found in the lives of every person who has ever believed, every person who has ever come to faith. And it happens in different ways with different people. For some, it happens at their baptism when they're an infant. For some, it happens when they're a teenager. For some, it happens after they've grown and become an adult. But with every case, God is at work in their life, pointing others to Jesus, to the love story He wants them to know. And then God invites them to join Him in His work, to express His love, as we live our life and as we live with those around us. And so a practical question is simply this. As you share your love with others, as you talk about God's love for them, how do you share God's love? How do you communicate it? Do you say, I love you, period. That's it. I love you and that's it. Do you say, I love you when you do this? Do you say, I love you because you've done this? Do you say, I love you, but I wish you would do this? Do you say, I love you even though you do this? God's love for us is always undeserved, and unconditional. He says, I love you. Even though you have wandered away, even though you have walked away, he says, I love you, period. And it will always be so. And so on this Holy Trinity Sunday, God simply reminds us of his love for us. He reminds us that we were created in his grace and in his image. He reminds us that he loved us so much that he gave his one and only son to die in our place and to die for our sins. He reminds us that he loves us so much that he sent his spirit to invite us, to call us, to bring us to faith, and to remind us always of His promises. And His promise is this, that nothing can ever separate you from His love, that you are made in His image, that you are His child, and He who began a good work will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus our Lord. And to that all God's people can say,